With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge All-Star Season 2 Wrap-Up Podcast for Episode 8. I am Brian Cohn. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Alex. Here, Ali, how are you? I, I would be remiss if I did not give these people credit. Uh, for the professional recording that was played in last week's episode, which I don't think we mentioned. And last week, I could not recall the tune. That has changed, my friend. I can't stop singing Save the Palace. So do they, are there any other lyrics to the song, or is it just the... Uh, oh, wait, there is are it lyrics. Save the Palace? Is it Save the Palace or Safety Palace? No, it's I Save it safety. the Palace. Save the oh, Palace. I was hearing it wrong this whole time. Anyone come challenge me? I, it's honestly it's great and pe- a lot of people were like um it has it has almost 4000 views uh they went and recorded this tech melinda latarian me they all went and recorded this and there's this Amazing. like video of them recording it in a studio um it's a lot of fun people should check it out on youtube but it, they did play it at the tail end of last week's episode that's a, that gives me a heroes, villains, Ponderosa vibes. The, yeah, the, the dragons. Yeah. yeah, some people were um, were like, "Oh my god, was it a real song? Like, were they just quoting a real song?" It's like, no, they wrote this song and then they recorded it. And I love that. And uh, again, the All Stars too. They have so much fun with the music. Like, they're like, "Fuck it, you recorded a song. We'll put it in the show." Yeah, so I guess they must have sent it out to them, right? They must have been, hey, we recorded this, put it in there. I, or maybe the producers are, are uh, super hip on what they're doing and they just snuck it in there themselves. I think it's common for like reality TV contestants, even one time contestants, but certainly repeat contestants to become friends with crew, producers, editors. So, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next season, Alien will be uh, played during one of the season 38. I during- mean, it was played. It was played during her performance. Didn't they like do that once when she was like performing a cappella and then they I, cut to I the just meant as like a, I meant like as an intro into like uh, them walking into the challenge or something like that. Yeah, or no, like somebody's somebody is like being cast aside out of an alliance and then they cut to mm-hmm. that music to, to really set yeah. it off. <laughs> Perfect. If you, Josh is feeling cut out of the Big Brother alliance. I'm an alien. I'm an alien. I was gonna say if you gave me like fifty bucks right now, I could not recall the tune. 
No, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what I just said, but it definitely was not correct. Oh my god, now next week I'm gonna have to open with the alien song. Oh my god. Good music. It's been a good year for Only music in the challenge, uh in the challenge world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the throwback songs have been good. They've been doing well with them. Which they always have. That's one of the All Stars uh one of their many strengths. One of their many strengths. But while a recording or live version of Save the Palace is going on, do not walk in if you're not a part of the palace. Uh, the palace? <laughs> the palace. John A learned that the hard way. Yeah, she got uh, shooed away. Uh, you know, they, she voted them in, so she has to leave. And what I like about this crew is, like, they, you know, they're saying it, like, sort of jokingly, and John A, like, brings it back to, like, her crew, and, you know, they discuss it sort of jokingly, but no one takes it, like, super offensively. Like, if this was, like, Josh walking in on someone like that, and they told him to go away, this would have been an episode-long drama about Josh feeling, you know, thwarted from the group, ostracized, all this stuff, and here they, you know, they make light of it a little bit. Of course, sort of serious, sort of light, um, and, then, and then it's just done. So it's interesting. Um, I feel like Janelle has been getting the edit of the person who's maybe taking it the most seriously. Like she's like, John A, I think kind of takes it in stride. But I would say that John A is intentionally going and complaining about this to her alliance because she's just that good of a social player. But I do think Mm -hmm. Janelle gets a little bit upset about it. And I think... It's almost because she has the biggest case to build. Like, I think we laid, we saw it last week. We've been seeing it build up with her and Melinda. And then she even says when she's casting her vote against Melinda and me in the nominations where she's like, I have to go with my alliance. Lines have been drawn. You're on that side. So, like, I almost think the people who, like, need to build the case are the ones latching onto it versus, like, anyone who's actually upset mm-hmm. like Josh would be on, like, an actual emotional level. And Janelle's been weird. Like, this is probably her, like, most vocal up. Like, she, I, I don't know if Challenge Stats is doing the confessional listing for this season, but she's <laughs> got to be the lowest on the list, especially amongst the people left. I mean, she probably has less uh, confessionals than people that have left, you know, week one or week two. Um, she's just been so absent this season. And it, I mean, maybe they're kind of hinting at why based off maybe, if, you know, she has to leave for an injury potentially next week. But even still, I mean, she would have been here nine episodes that she'd been a pretty important character. We just haven't really heard from her at all. Who had five minutes? Uh, if, if the over under was set at five minutes of Brian <laughs> mentioning challenge stats, who took the under on that? You've all won. Um, but no, she has been kind of invisible. It's interesting because I am, I do really like Janelle. And I think if she goes out next week, I mean, we're really jumping ahead, but if she goes out next week, they're, they're foreshadowing that she's going to basically choose to quit for a back in- injury. And if that happens, I don't like her odds of coming back. I think if she gets like pulled medically, then maybe a different story, but the low confessional account, the low scenes that she's been in tied with a quit, I think not great. Yeah. I mean, we had Tina full on quit and she was obviously had a lot of scenes uh, before she, that she did that. Um, there, there was no excuse. At least you know, to uh, potentially have some excuse. Tina just quit out of spite. Um, so it's weird that she's kind of been so underedited. I mean, you'd have to really, really try to make a story where Tina's in the house and you don't show her. <laughs> like she's yeah. really doing the most. <laughs> that is, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, but I want to talk about Nee's reaction here because I feel like in the cha- in a proper challenge season or even in an all star season, I would get on Nehemiah being like. You know, casting John A out when the the lines in the house are so precarious and you should basically be trying to foster your relationship with Brad, foster a relationship with John A so that you don't go in if the palace is in jeopardy. But that's mm-hmm. not why you love Nehemiah, right? It's very similar to Amanda. Like Nehemiah is going to draw lines and then he's going to go down with the ship. And I think 
a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. I was unsure if Nehemiah would be that loyal, but I think he's shown he's not sucking up to the other side of the house. He has so many inroads with other people. Melinda could be exploiting her relationship with Janelle. He could be exploiting his relationship with Brad. He could be inclusive with John A. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. Please give us a minute. You voted me in. Get out. And you know what? It's bad yeah. gameplay, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, no, hundred percent. John A's would have been a, a great person to try to flip, considering her relationship with with Jasmine. Uh, if they wanted to do that, but I mean, he could have done it with Brad. Um, yeah, but like you said, like he's just this is what Nehemiah has done this season. He's been great. He's been fantastic. I, I totally agree. I think if he was in uh, a power position or a, a situation where he would have to decide between his crew and the other crew, he would stick with his crew. I think it does help that his crew is the perceived and probably is like the weaker of the crew. So I feel like if he had this pick to go to a final, he would rather go with Letarian and Tech Crew and go against a Brad or at a Durrell. So like that kind of helps it, but I still regardless think he would have been and would be loyal to, to his crew. Um, it's interesting when we get the graphic of the house divided. I think we've been trying to sort of figure this out the last few weeks. Um, but of course, when it's the easiest to figure out, that's when we're being given the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I still appreciate it though. Oh, I was like, you sure. know what? Just tell me like I'm five. Just like lay it out for me perfectly. <laughs> they put the graphic up with all the pictures, all the names underneath it. Like, here you go. This is the situation in the house. There is no questions anymore. Um, yeah. I, and I was actually disappointed that because I think when they set this up, I was like, ooh, is Jasmine actually in the best position in the entire house? Because it's very interesting how um you know, the the four, what were they originally like the four, the three horsemen and the princess, the three kings and the princess or the three yeah, kings and the queen. Something like that. Really brought in John A and Ayana. And Ayana was sort of on her own, having sort of turned against Sophia. Um, I don't know how together they were prior to that, but I think they were close. And then so she's sort of just on an island anyway. So it makes sense that she joins them. But Jasmine was like insulated with her John A alliance. So I am like kind of upset that we didn't get to see that ever bear fruit. We never got to see Jasmine mm-hmm. turn again. We like the confessional where she says like, I'm going to be the double agent. We didn't really get to see anything come of that. Yeah, no, that, that is a bummer. And I feel like if Jasmine and like the, the least interesting scenario of this playing out was Jasmine and Latarian losing and them being the force to going anyone else losing. And then, Jasmine and Latarian being up for elimination would have made it more interesting because then it's the situation of they're like the weaker team, but they have like most inroads. Like, what would the Alliance do? I feel like there would be a lot more interesting discussion, but because they were the team that lost and had to go in, it kind of just it took out all those options of the the Jazz Jasmine and John A trying to swing in and any other scenarios that that could have played out. Yeah, I think because the way that it was three three, it's like either whoever was going to be in power was going to be in the driver's seat rather than the voters, which kind of three teams versus three teams, not three and three. Um, yeah. Cause like even we didn't even get a conversation with John a asking Jasmine, like, Oh, who do you want? Cause there's no really weak team on John a's side of the Alliance. So it's not even like we could see Jasmine being like, can you please give us Kahuta and Casey? Not so, you know, whatever. Like, can you please mm-hmm. give us someone from your team? Like, honestly, they would rather probably go against. I mean, Melinda and Nia are very strong, but like at worst, it might have been, or at best, it might have been Jasmine asking for Tech and Ayana. But right, and, and what also stunk is the fact that there, since there are so few teams, there would have been four teams voting. Like, it, it really stunk that the loser and the winner were on opposite teams because if they were both on the same team. Then the the minority alliance, whoever like was the other side of it, would have had more power because 
they, that other team that they would they would either they couldn't put up, but they would only be half the vote. So we could have had like an interesting two two vote play out at the selection. But again, that unfortunately didn't play out like that. And then we would have seen like is John A or Jasmine gonna flip right. in any way? Especially to per- right. I, I do see like an MJ. It's gonna be interesting. We'll talk about how he approaches the his nominations, but I do think John A wouldn't want to go. A lot of people, but John A comes to mind as someone like really in tune with the way the game works. Would not want to risk like forcing a tie and then risking herself going in. So I think that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there were a lot of interesting ways this could have played out. But alas, I mean, the relationship between Tech and Ayana is interesting on its own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got Greeks allocate, so I don't know what we're complaining about. So we had that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I want to know Ayana's reaction watching this back, right? Because she's like talking about Tech is like great to look at. She loves Tech. It's her support system. You know, he's great at communication and mental health and all of that. And then we get text mm-hmm. confessionals of like, I should be paid more money right now up front <laughs> right. for dealing with Ayana. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Ayana is probably very proud of herself for how messy she's been. I feel like this is who she is, who she wanted to be. Um, I think clearly based off how she reacted coming out with the Greek salad, like she just want, she wanted to be this messy. So I think she would have been like, yeah, tech probably does deserve a raise for <laughs> having to deal with me because I was planning to be this messy and he was the one who just happened to be stuck with me. So, you know, good for him to, to that he battle through me. I mean, if anybody was going to ship Ayana and tech, I don't think you can anymore. I like it's clear that tech is not interested. No, Ayana's definitely shipping, and she may force it to be shipped, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Tech might have to jump overboard or something. From one of the um, most dysfunctional teams, although Tech does a great job with Ayana, uh, to one of the most functional teams, I'm really starting to to build a rooting interest in MJ and John A. John A is an interesting one, because John A coming into All-Stars, I feel like was not like a surprising pick, but like you wouldn't think of her. I mean, she was kind of more like on the newer school anyway. She wasn't like that big of a character. She wasn't a great competitor. Like her biggest contribution or impact on the show was like her horrible relationship with Zach and how that played out. So other than that, she really wasn't that big of a player, but her stock through these two seasons has absolutely skyrocketed to the point where she is by far the most interesting girl that they've had across these two seasons. I would, she absolutely deserves to come back on all stars as much as she wants. Like, she has been so impressive physically, mentally, politically. Every aspect of this has been so impressive. And she should be a champion of all stars uh, from last season, but she's just been so great. And it was so unexpected from her coming into the, the total all stars altogether. Yeah. And I have to own it because I think at the end of last season and maybe the beginning of this, like I have said before on a podcast or at least in a Scally and Matt chat uh, that I thought John A was a very pleasant surprise last season. Same feeling as you of like, I'm kind of surprised and not that excited and then totally blew me away. But then I was like, that's it, though. What else? I think I said, what else does she have to give? What else is the story arc? We got her complete story of like, I wanted to come back and do this for me. I've been a mom. Now I'm going to be a champion. And she defied all expectations and crushed it. I was like, but that's the story. That's it now. She's never going to win. And I have to eat all every single letter of those words because mm-hmm. I think now her story is I'm a goddamn amazing player. I'm the best strategic yeah. political mind in the house and I'm be, I'm a physical force to be reckoned with. And I'm like, hell yeah, John A. And I apologize for mm-hmm. what I said that I undervalued her coming into this season. Yeah, she is an absolute force. And it almost makes me go to re rewatch like some of her old seasons, like in like a different aisle. Like, OK, John A is actually 
pretty good. And the way it was framed, there was always that she was like the weak link amongst the team or a pair. But now it's clearly like she's a very good competitor, very good socially. And I think she was just so brought down by her relationship with Zach when, when they were together and then after they were broken up and she had to deal with it, that it like really torpedoed her place in challenge proper. And now here where she's totally free of that, totally like reborn in the challenge world. She has just been fantastic. Um, and I think one thing though, that's interesting with this MJ John a conversation and I, I love their partnership and yeah, it's, they, it's not a surprise that we got a flashback to a scene with what you're talking about with Zach and the direct mm-hmm. comparison to her, how MJ treats her, where even from the beginning, when he picked her as her, when he asked to be her partner, he like puts his arm around her and then it's like, but are you okay with this? You know, like he's mm-hmm. not just like, Oh yeah, John is lucky to be with me. He feels lucky to be with her. He validates her strategic contributions. Like I, it's a really, really amazing, healthy partnership from what we've seen. We have no reason to think otherwise. Um, yep. But one thing that's interesting is MJ saying, we've really come in. Our loyalties have been clear from the beginning. It's like MJ's lived his dream end game, rocking with the people he said he was going to come into the game and ride with. It's, 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 he's like, I think it's a huge asset that everyone in the house knows where my loyalties lie. How is that really different than the Palace Alliance? Um, I, I, I it's not, but I, I mean, I guess the, I feel like the other side of the house kind of was more forced together because of the way I'd be like the the Palace came together so openly that everyone else was like, okay, well, we have to just work against them. So I don't know how intentional. MJ working with like Brad and Darrell and that crew was, I think it was just, just by happenstance that they just had to work together. Cause that other side was just so apparent. Yeah. So I think that's definitely, and it's almost like what I said with Janelle, right? It's like, and you know, my tinfoil hat maybe is not a little here, but it's like, um, Janelle needs to build a case for why she's not going to align with Melinda. And it's like, well, you did the palace thing. You were really in everyone's face. You've kicked out Janae, John a I'm up in arms about it. MJ basically, to me, I read this conversation as him being like, all of my pregame alliances have stuck. I came in with this game plan. I mean, we had Steve basically saying, I didn't get to pregame or I didn't pregame and that effed me. Brad says, Nehemiah and I didn't talk pregame. So, like, that's why we're on different sides. I think the edit is, not the edit, but I do think it's like an easy narrative to say, and and it's Nehemiah and Latarian and Tex and Melinda's mistake for giving them this reason right but i do think they're like oh yeah you guys were so public so now i had to be loyal to the people i pregame agreed to be loyal to that was my read of it yeah and i think that's totally fair i think a lot of the you know pregame mix sometimes we see does come into play and then based off how things play out it doesn't come into play and here maybe it did come into play so but that's why pregaming is always so dicey because you don't know who's actually holding up their end of the bargain and then based off how the gameplay shakes out and who your team or partner it, it could blow it all up so um It's good to have that in your back pocket, but it doesn't always play out so cleanly. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, uh, John A basically says, I know we're going to, like, Jody and Brad are a huge threat, but I can beat Jody in the final, so I'm going to stay loyal to her. Um, and then later, we do get a little foreshadowing of Jody saying, like, if this challenge is going to be the final or the finals to be worse than this, I may not be cut out for it. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of John A's strategy here? Is this just Kyle wanting to run with CT or can John A beat Jody? I, I, there's no reason to think that John A can't beat Jody, but it's just very odd for her to be like, I think I can beat her, so I'm going to bring her when she, I feel like, would easily then in her mind be like oh i could beat jasmine or i could beat ayana or like i could beat other people like even more so so i'm gonna take jody out because she'd be the best of like i don't like she could easily beat jody but i don't think it'd be like such a slam dunk that you would like oh i definitely want to go against jody unless it's the type of situation where it's like i know i can win so i also then want to go against the best and that's why i'm doing it but she didn't say that she just said i could beat her so it, it was very odd well i think part of it right is like And this is my biggest complaint with this episode. Otherwise, I really enjoyed it. It's like we say this all the time with the challenge proper. But if they knew just like in Survivor, you know how many tribals you're going to go to and you can plan when you take out your biggest threat to win. I think what is plaguing them, which isn't said so much here, but is said when they're deciding who to nominate is they have no idea how many challenges are left. So if they take out Brad and Jody now and then Mel and uh, Nehemiah win because Brad and Jody are taken out, they're into the elimination and then they don't make the final either. So I mm-hmm. think what John A is thinking is like, I am not threatened enough by Jody to risk upsetting our alliance such that I put somebody who's not in my alliance in power next week. But if they knew how many, cha- I mean, now they're going to know for next week that they're one elimination away from the final. But I really, really wish they knew how many alliances they were, how many alliances, geez, how many weeks they were away from the final uh, when they were making these decisions. Because that's the only way, we're, on Challenge Proper and Challenge All-Stars, we're going to see people taking shots at their own alliance. Yeah, normally I'm with you that I wish they would lay it out, but in this type of thing, I think part of the challenge is those like calculated risk of not knowing exactly when the final starts and willing to take your shot. I'd be more up. I, I wish they didn't even say next week is the last one. I just wish he was springing on them. Okay. You've reached the final. So the fact that they were going to say it, I wish that then it was more played out, but if they were never going to say, okay, this is the last elimination. I like that. I'm almost okay with them not knowing when the final begins and then having to navigate, uh, and make that calculated risk of what they want to do. But the fact that they were going to say it, why not just say this is how many challenges it is to begin with? Otherwise I I'm okay with 
them not exactly knowing when the final starts. Yeah, I mean, I just want I I just want to see I always want to see this in any reality show, even if I like everyone in the alliance. I really like everybody in the house. So it's not like mm-hmm. there's like a villain where I'm like, oh, my God, I really wish uh, Darrell and Janelle would get sent out and they're just being protected by their alliance. I definitely don't feel sure. that way. Um, Or even a CT energy of like. No one's even taking a shot at the most obvious threat because everybody's strong. So it's not like there's this one obvious threat that stands head and shoulders above the field. Um, but I do want to see the alliance turn. I want to see I want to see John A and MJ make a strategic decision and stab their alliance in the back and either fall or rise as a result. And I just don't think not knowing the amount of weeks you have left facilitates that or gives them any reason to do that, especially when John A is saying, okay, I could beat them if I really have to. So I'm going to just rock with it. Yeah. I mean, if that's really truly how she feels, then she shouldn't rock the boat. Like if you're in a situation where you're with people who you think you can beat, then there really is no reason to to rock the boat and risk it. Cause if you feel like you could win against them, go to the final with them and then they'll take you to the final with them because they think they could beat you. So yeah, if she does really feel that way, what I was surprised by, but that's truly how she feels. Then yeah, then there is absolutely no reason to turn on uh, Brad and Jody in the spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very curious to see what happens next week um, when they have a little, is someone going to take the forbidden fruit of turning against their stronger allies to keep tech and Ayana in the, assuming tech and Ayana don't lose the next challenge. Right. Um, and see if like the winning, it would basically mean the winning team. Oh, I guess if Tech and Ayana don't lose. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. If Tech and Ayana don't lose and the winner is not Melanie or Tech and Ayana, the winner is, let's say Brad and Jody. Will the winners put in the two strongest available teams to go against each other? Or will they truly be loyal and lessen their chance at 500,000? Yeah, it's a good question. We shall so the, see. The, so I think the most, I feel like the most interesting scenario for next week would be if Nehemiah and Melinda, I, I assume they would still do the daily because they, 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 even though they're in the, oh final, yeah, like they, yeah, they definitely. Still do it. So, so if they win, like win the, win the daily and Takayana don't lose. Well, then it doesn't matter. They wouldn't vote them in. Never mind. In my head, I was like, is there a way that they can like be safe, but then you also use the life shield to protect them? But if they win, they're not going to be voting them in. Right. To save them. I don't, but yeah, that, that would, they would nominate them. So well, never mind. Right. You know what's going to yeah. be very interesting is that, again, in the preview. So if you think previews are spoilers, please jump ahead. A badoot doot do save the palace. Okay. If you, <laughs> is that it seems like Brad and Jody are going to get DQ'd from this challenge. Because Ooh. Brad's like ripping boxes open instead of he's doing right. a Steve. So if Brad and Jody get sent directly to the elimination and John A and MJ or Darrell and Janelle win, will they put in the other person or will they just give mm-hmm. them Ayana and tech assuming that Janelle doesn't get DQ'd over her back? Like, uh, you know, there's so many, if next Somebody week Darrell else, and yeah, Janelle yeah. go home and there's no elimination. Ooh, what a hit to the show. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be a real bummer to not have a true final elimination. I mean, so there's what now? Five teams left. If they got, I mean, you could go to the final with three teams. It's not like unheard of if the challenge wanted to do that. If or I mean, they, it, you know, it would be really, it would be incredibly mean to Kahuna. But like, let's say if Janelle has to quit and they like, don't send Sorrell home, they bring Jasmine back. Come back, Jasmine. <laughs> they just do a female elimination, and Sorrell gets whoever's left. And Kahuna's standing there with the cold. Like, what the hell? <laughs> 
I think next week is primed to be the most interesting, assuming Brad and Jody are in the elimination, because I think a lot of people have viewed them as the favorites to win uh, in the house. Jody has gotten a lot of attention from the jump about being one of the strongest women in the house. It, it'll it be very interesting to see uh, how this shakes out. Yeah, I view them as uh, a favorite as well, but like the, I mean, we could, I guess we could talk about the challenge now, Dive and Conquer, the classic like mini-ish final um, at the run, I think it was a half mile or a one mile round trip to dive in the water and look at the puzzle pieces and then run back and, and solve it. So class, one of those classic, uh, usually they do this earlier on, not this far late into the challenge, but um, still one of those classic tests of how you might do in a final. Um, and I mean, Brad and Jody, like they, what did they finish fourth? And I mean, Brad seemingly really struggled with the puzzle. Jody was freaking out. So they're before, like this is the type of stuff they're going to have to do in a final. So I, maybe they're not as clear favorites and, and Johnny has the right pulse on them as final competitors. It's so funny because, um, yeah, it, like it, it's been a lot of heavy foreshadowing that like, oh, Jody is not up to snuff for this for the final. But I do think this was like a one time thing. Like somehow she missed that the horns are a different color. Like the mm. fact that they still came in fourth and she was doing the puzzle wrong for what, like three quarters of it, it seemed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that this is going to be like determinative that she's not going to be as good. I think this was like one critical mistake, which definitely shows a possibility that she would make more mistakes in the final. Mm -hmm. But I actually think this is a good, like a great practice run. She maybe gets the most out of this of like, okay, I need to start preparing mentally for a much more grueling final than I was expecting. And I can't make stupid mistakes. I feel like she's less likely to make a stupid mistake in the final now. And maybe she like lowered their threat level. Like if they like were neck and neck with MJ and John A or like and lost by like seconds, maybe John A's rethinking her plan that oh, maybe I maybe I can't beat Jody and I should go after her. So maybe her sucking, obviously not intentionally, but maybe it works to their advantage. I it's so funny. I loved this challenge. Even we always love the mini final. Um mm-hmm. but as far as mini finals go, I really like this challenge. And I misunderstood at the beginning. I thought they were all gonna run individually. And then I was like, my I literally wrote in my notes. My only complaint is that they're not running this all at the same time. And then I wrote, oh, my God, they are. <laughs> like yeah. I, and I loved that. It didn't really bear fruit, but it was like, now I said bear fruit twice. Oh, come on, Allie. <laughs> it didn't really play out this way. Well, bears but- in my head now. My, I've been watching War of the Worlds one and two for the last like three days straight. So bear is deep in my brain right now. More apologetic. I could not be <laughs> for that. Um, but. It's like I kind of thought there would be some sort of like you can only go one at a time. The jumping. I'm I'm still shocked that they're having them. You know, where's the lifeguard at the water park being like, go, go. Because like they had some tech jumped on Ayana last time. But if you were behind Jasmine, let's say like that's it. You're behind her. And like the other team who's looking at the puzzle is getting more time, et cetera, et cetera. So it was interesting to me that it wasn't something you could like freely pass somebody on. Yeah, and even in the running portion, right? Like they said, it was very narrow terrain. Like I don't think they would have let them start running off into the forest. I think they had to find like they follow the exact path that, that they could run. So they even had it there. But I think that I feel like the jumping into the water after like the first heat, like the first trip, everyone's pretty like sporadically timed at right. that point. That I don't think uh, you know they're going to be jumping into the water at the same time. Maybe like running back and forth, you might see some. They probably saw some cross paths. But I feel like at the water. It was enough space that they wouldn't have people jumping on top of each other. For sure. I was just hoping for a little like uh, 
Nehemiah yelling at Jasmine like from behind Lantari. Right. Like, come on! <laughs> well, that was very funny. So Jasmine, uh, the first time she jumped, she was freaking out. Uh, then you got a, a confession from Lantari being like, I just want to like encourage her. I also kind of want to like, shove her overboard, but I also <laughs> want to like, encourage her. Um, I thought Latarian was such a good sport. Honestly, like mm-hmm. he got so screwed. He was with Kendall, and yep. then through no fault of his own, he ends up with Jasmine, who I think objectively is the weakest physical competitor in the house. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's fair to say, particularly mm-hmm. given Ayana's. I know Ayana and Tech have been sort of low on the rain, uh, rung there too, but given Ayana's elimination performances, um, mm-hmm. I think Jasmine is like the lowest value uh, person, like pick. And he went from like basically number one to the end of the list. Yeah. In terms of the season, the screwed list is Kahada one, yeah. uh, Latarian two, I would say. But Latarian, I think, handles it so well. He's never complaining about it. He's gassing her up. He's pushing her. He's not giving mm-hmm. up. Like, I really, like, we we knew from last season Latarian had a ton of heart, but, like, it really, really shows uh, in this in this situation. Yeah, he's been great. And honestly, like every every partnership has been good. There hasn't been like that Zach dickhead like yelling at their partner, bringing them down. Like everyone, like they might get uh, like flustered or frustrated in different moments during the challenge, but like none of them have been like super mean at the rocket tour. Like everyone's been pretty encouraging uh, on on both sides, which has just made this so, so much more of a pleasant watch than you know we've seen in you know gendered pairs uh, in the past. And I think that um, that CT could take a lesson from this, right? Because I think this is where. Uh, some of his stock has fallen in terms of like my support where he's like talking shit about Big T and Amanda and Emmy. Like every, he's basically talking shit about every like female partner he's had besides like Cam and I guess Amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like enough already, you know, like we understand we can see when any m- male, female, whatever, we can see when one partner is the cause of the loss over the other. And we will say it for you. Like with Tyler, right. like we will say it. Don't be doing professional podcast. Yeah. Trust the podcast. CT. We got your back. We'll, we'll say it ragging on your talking shit about your partner, particularly when you're acting nice to their face. And that's why big T gets her one scene at the reunion talking about it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, you would hope CT maybe like maybe he just needs to shift all stars. Maybe this is where that build that community building is on challenge proper. Everyone's mean to each other. Challenge all stars. Everyone builds each other up. So if CT shifts all stars. He's like kumbaya, super nice to his female partners. I mean, I think CT is the villain if he shifts all stars. But <laughs> well, all that old school, old school CT. Uh, I mean, hopefully not. I don't wish them for him for any of us. No, no for no one. Um. What do you think of Ayana getting uh, pissed at Latarian for cheating by looking at their puzzle? <laughs> it's 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 uh, this classic Ayana, right? Because even like text, like, what do you what do you let him cheat? Let, what, if one of us wins, we both win. Like, who cares? But it's like Ayana. I mean, this is like her. She's messy. Like she does. She's going to flip off at someone. Someone's copying your puzzle. Who knows if it was even right? You might have been copying wrong answers. Um, but she's just going to get mad, which is, I mean, Ayana has been super fun. Uh, yeah, that again. It's like it's not good gameplay, but it is entertaining television, mm-hmm. right? Which is what you need. You need, that, you need that balance. You need John A being the master game player. You need Ayana yelling at people, her alliance member for cheating off her. You need both of them, Yin Yang. Um, so MJ and John A win. I gotta say, I was thrilled. I was like very happy that they won. Yeah, I'm fully rooting for John A because I mean, if you want to go to the channel like the All Stars total screwed list, John A is number one because she really should have won last season. So I'm really rooting for her to win uh, this season. But not 
MJ, did you see him in the challenge? You're not rooting for him? Whew. <laughs> MJ could get it. I saw him to say. Jump in that water, Alec. Uh, <laughs> I would like to climb down to the 15 foot height first. <laughs> I'll climb down to the 10 foot. That. Um, Janelle and Darrell placed second. Um, and, on, you know, performancely, they can't be thrown in. I love Darrell. <laughs> I still always love when, like, that old school mindset comes out. Is Darrell's like, I finished second. You can't vote me in based off uh, my performance. But meanwhile, him finishing second would be the exact reason you would vote someone in because they're so strong. But I just love that old school mindset that still kind of trickles into all stars. Yeah. And especially like uh, my closest Alliance member, I guess technically Brad and Jody are their closest, but like my core group wins, but based on performance, they're not going to throw me in. Yeah. Not on game and uh, not on threat no. level. Melanie coming third. Melanie. Oh, who knew? Um, Brad. So, and- knee, so, so knees, you're like, so knees, your thing. Like that's, I thought that was just the one. So knee is now his name. Like it's officially. really easy to write me in my notes. Yeah. Do you not okay. like it? I like it. It's no, cute. it's fine. I, I write, how do you, I think we discussed this last week, but how do you type it? I do. I I obviously write K N E E, but just yeah, this is for my own. <laughs> It's just so I quickly reading it don't say like nah or something because I don't I don't sure. look at my notes the whole time. It's a quick glance. Mm-hmm. This isn't scripted. Makes sense. Sure. Um, I said Nehemiah I think once this episode. Okay. Yes, that's a stage, and then you like you know you you have to say the full thing, and then you go to the acronym from there. All right. Well, Jasmine and Latarian come in last. All right. How about that? Mm-hmm. They do. They do. I write LT in my notes, so there you go. Wow, aren't you close with him? I mean, I, look, <laughs> I thought they had a chance. They were convincing me that Mama Jazz was going to come out and mm-hmm. work this puzzle. But then they didn't. <laughs> but then they didn't. And then it was very, very sad. Jasmine back at the house, um, questioning her status as an all-star, seeing things. She definitely feels like she's, you know, not the, she's like not the strongest physically, not the strongest uh, politically. Um, so she feels like she's bringing down her partner and feels very, very guilty about it. It makes you feel bad for her. It does. How, how could you not? I mean, look, it's relatable as hell to say, how did I play this game in my 20s? In, in many things in life, <laughs> but right. certainly in the challenge. <laughs> for sure. But then, just like a mere, I don't know, four minutes later, we get to see why Jasmine is an all-star. <laughs> the way that she uh, popped off Ayana like that. She just has to know like that's like why she's here and she does that great. She does that better than everyone um, popping off of people. So she's got to like just, you know, that's her that's her core strength. Well, let's talk about it because we, we kind of really already discussed the the mindset of John A and MJ when they go in and end up just sticking true to their alliance. They did get me on the cut to commercial when he's like, all right, well, let's just fuck it. Let's put their name up. <laughs> just mm-hmm. kidding. I was like, oh, damn. Right. <laughs> I don't know you like that. I believed it. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I, I know. I like you said, I know we're talking about, but the fact that they're giving it clearly shows that M- like, you would think MTV is more invested in John A than they are MJ because they gave John A the confessional of uh, I'm just going along with MJ, but you know, hopefully, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if she said we, but I don't, either I or we don't like live to regret it. So I, I feel like the, the fact that they gave her that confessional shows she's definitely the more important piece in this uh, world. Oh, a hundred percent. They they did also have MJ saying like this could be a five hundred thousand dollar mistake. Sure, that's true. But I'm on MJ watch. You know, I already said it from the beginning that he was the Mitch mm-hmm. watch. I don't know that that's really bared fruit, but. It has for me. <laughs> I have been watching him. Um, but I also think, look, it's harder to take the shot when Jasmine and Latarian are in the elimination, right? If Brad and Jody are in the elimination next week, it's like when Brad was in the elimination, it was easy to take a shot at Derek. It's easier to take a shot when you know there's mm-hmm. like a big force uh, in the elimination. 
Yep. And I'm sure in Janae's mind, she yeah, also like not even to worry about that then we'll come back, but I'm sure she doesn't want Jasmine to go home doubly. So it's like, like I want to get the bigger threat out, but also I want my friend to stay. So it both factors kind of worked against it here. Is Jasmine putting mascara on while the reveal happens that she's going, uh, who she's going up against the new, like sipping tea meme. Like I just like who brings their makeup? Like you're going to be there for four seconds. You couldn't put your makeup on prior or after. It's <laughs> a good question. Such degaff energy right there. That is iconic. Uh. Like I'm going to next, if we're patron mafia coming up next week, I'm going to use uh it's not patron mafia podcaster mafia in the patron group for any patrons of Robinson podcast. If you're interested in becoming a patron in the new year, uh, now's a great time. You can watch podcasters play mafia. Uh, I think mm. on the fourth, but anyway, um, should sign I sign up on the first? So you get a free month. Don't sign up uh, when this posts on the thirty first. Yeah, sign yeah, up yeah. The first. There's a tip for you. Do you think that I should bring mascara as a prop? Like people are, if so. I'm getting votes, and I just turn to like, uh, excuse me, mascara update. <laughs> After the first night phase, when the camera clicks on, just start to say, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know the night phase was over. I was still doing my makeup." I think I did that in. Um, I think I in sequester. I had lip gloss as a prop. Um, get all the props ready yeah just a full face of makeup happening uh, I've become a makeup YouTuber anyway let's move on please to the to the salad works party uh, was it first of all was the theme neon I couldn't gather the theme from like the quick clips we got before uh, the mess no I couldn't suss it out usually they would have said it was weird that they didn't there was a theme these people discuss, were not but... it was go back and watch the two seconds like they're in costume we don't know what it is. What's the theme? Costume of what? I think it's neon. I think you just looked away for the two seconds. Okay. I'm going to send you a screenshot while you talk about Please the salad say. fight. Yeah, so next morning, Ayana, or maybe that night, uh, Ayana goes through, starts cleaning up after the mess, doesn't want to live in a frat house, uh, and then it's revealed that uh, she ate the Greek salad that Jody was saving. Jody had CGA at the first part of email first. I think she just had the French fries first. Respect. Eat the fries first. Um, Save the Greek salad for later. But I guess the statute of limitations ran out. It was a couple hours after. So it was just sitting there. So Ayana called dibs and uh, scarfed it down. There are so many interesting things to come out of this. Firstly, I feel like we haven't talked about this in a while because we haven't had like a fight over a bar tab like we used to yes. have on the challenge. Mm-hmm. They're paying for meals Crazy. now? Unbelievable. Is there a seamless in wherever the hell they are? How what are they ordering food in? They couldn't get the food catered? What is that about? I'm wondering if there's like they get community food, but if you want something specific, you can like order a la carte. It, it seems ridiculous to me. I feel like, and, I, and I feel like French fries and a Greek salad would be a pretty uh, easy thing to get whipped up at the house. No? You right? like a Greek salad? You a Greek salad fan? <laughs> I, I'm not a particular big Greek salad. Emily's a big Greek salad fan. I'm not like is this a hot take? I'm not a big fan. Yeah, oh, I'm not a big fan of feta. I don't know. Feta's not my favorite. So feta, you know that's fair. For me. Feta's not my favorite either. Great feta joke uh, on Curb this season. Um, but I love olives. So yeah, that, I that, olives too. I was gonna say if you like a Greek salad or not, really hinges on how much you like olives. I think that's yeah, so. that's key. It's a Greek salad. I, I don't seek out in my life. So. If I got the fries and Greek salad, I would eat the fries. I would let someone eat the Greek salad. Okay, here, I'm going to send you a picture before. Again, we're, we're really just building the suspense here. Here's a picture 
of these gentlemen, uh, Darrell and MJ, dressed for the party that you thought did not have a theme. <laughs> so I'm going to send this to you in Twitter DMs. Oh, Twitter if, DMs. Okay. Well, just because like that's the easiest thing I could do right now on my computer. And you please tell me uh, what these men are wearing. Recognizing that I am taking away from the most important part of the episode. <laughs> but this is how my brain works, okay? Um, Still waiting for it to come in. It hasn't been sent yet, okay? Relax, relax. Okay. Mm. Paste, paste, paste. Okay, here we go. Ascend, ascend, ascend. We should oh. do a video podcast. I wouldn't be able to hold this up. <laughs> the The last thing that we sent each other was Ed's. Uh, oh, is, I feel like this is. Uh, I feel like this is like seventies theme. But but note that or there 80s, is a theme. <laughs> there is. A I theme. think it's like eighties because he's like uh, MJ's wearing like the old school MTV logo. I feel like this is eighties. Weird so, cats on Darrell's shirt. So here's. So I only that, caught it on color. I like it was very very quick. So I think you're right that it's not neon, but I'm going to send you one last screenshot and then we could get off this. Of, then it also could be like the hippie thing, because like the MTV logo is kind of like the 70s, 60s thing. No, no, so I, I think know, you're probably right. But here's what I'm sending you where I thought the party was neon, because Latarian's just wearing like an electric yellow shirt. Melinda's right. wearing a bright orange bathing suit. Uh, but something is going on. <laughs> there, Yeah, there's a there's an event happening. But I knew sure. something had to be good when they basically yada yada the party and it's just Ayana cleaning up. But I have a maybe a hot take. Go for it. I kind of agree with Ayana. So <laughs> you agree with her in the cleanup phase or do you agree with her that if there's a salad out there it's up for grabs <laughs> and you can just eat it? I wouldn't portion because that's a big that's an important <laughs> distinction. I feel like in the, I agree with Ayana's statement. I wouldn't go about it in the same way. Let's just say that. But I see her point in all ways. I think first of all, I'm a very messy person, so I would be like actually when before this even escalated and she was saying how like it's hard for me to be in my fantasy world mm -hmm. looking at empty beer bottles. I was like, that's how I should treat my apartment. I want to be in my fantasy world. That's motivation for me to get my act together. Like I mm -hmm. cannot live the life I need to be living right now if I'm looking at garbage. So I was well, like, wow. Like, don't, you say, don't you say you need like three days in advance to like clean up your apartment? So like if you like it's in good, st good state for, for a company. First of all, then I was at a really good place with my apartment management and I was following <laughs> Missy's 20 rule. This is this is for NGOG. If people have questions about the status of my apartment, you could write into new girl old guy. OK, this is the challenge. Let's have a little <laughs> okay. bit. I can't live in my fantasy world when you're talking about things from another podcast. OK, <laughs> <laughs> the crossover event of the year. But I, I see what Ayana is saying. I think the privilege word being thrown around, right, is very, like, triggering to people for various mm -hmm. reasons. But mm -hmm. my interpretation of what Ayana is saying is, like, we're in this gorgeous mansion and there's food that's perfectly good food. And you have just, like, discarded it, left it unattended, just let it sit here amongst the trash. Like, you don't even appreciate the situation we're in, the house we're living in, the food that we have, the opportunity that we have. Like, that is not my point of view because I think I often squander my privileges and my like status and like what all things like I don't clearly if you could see the state of my apartment I don't appreciate it enough but like so I get it I think again the way she goes about it is going to put Jody on the defense but I think she's got a point 
again, I I 100% agree that I stand with her. You don't want to, you know, keep the house a mess. So this is a this is a fight that they've had in real world to challenge houses for for centuries. Like as as soon as you put people living together, they're going to fight about the cleanliness of it. I feel like the point where maybe maybe she doesn't lose you, but I feel like the point where she loses <laughs> most people is where she sees food and just eats it. And does it like I think she knew it was I think she said she knew it was Jody's and just said I it's, it's, it's up for grabs now. She's she's gone. This salad is here. I'm not gonna ask Jody, do you want this salad or could I eat it? She just claimed it. I feel like that is the point where Ayana's lost people. Not in the cleaning up. I feel like she had everyone there and then boop, she lost people. So okay. I think she loses people immediately because I think the sense we're getting from the house is that everyone is tired of her. This is not an isolated incident. She is draining everyone. And so that's why Jasmine goes in and goes after her. And that's why tech is like not defending her. So I I think this was sort of the breaking point for them, even before the salad eating thing happened. Right. It seems like the energy Mm -hmm. of the house is overwhelmingly tired of Ayana. Um, For sure. But yeah, again, I agree. I wouldn't have gone about it the same way. I just understand (laughs) her reasoning for being upset about it and eating it. I think is sort of like you've left this salad unloved for two hours. This is a dairy product. Even if you didn't get cheese with it, your salad should not be. Was it dressed? God forbid. Like this salad should not be sitting in the sun for two hours. Mm. I don't. I mean, maybe it was nighttime. So, okay, but your salad should not be just sitting out unattended. That is sort of like a disrespect for your dinner. Like, I agree. Now, should she eat it? No, absolutely not. And should she confess to eating it in the crazy way she did? Absolutely not. But you know what? I slept with my microphone because I wanted to podcast it. Like, I don't know. She's crazy. And I can, maybe I'm crazy too, because I can understand the thought process. Yeah, it's wild. It's (laughs) Every step of the way, it just kept getting weirder. First, her confessionals <laughs> about eating the salad were over the top, and then... Well, first her get... saying, I agreed with Tech to not speak, and then she says all of this. <laughs> well, no, but smart for her. She waited until after the yeah. vote. So at least, you know, if you're gonna go off on someone, wait till the votes are official, and then uh, you know, creepily tell, describe your Greek salad eating of theirs. Uh, but don't do that before the votes are read. That's, you know, challenge 101. I did love Jasmine's line of you're not my mom. Your name is not Rhonda. So I don't have to listen to you. Like, right. that's great. I'm going to say that to Akiva. You're not my mom. But your name is not Judy. I don't have to listen to you. Respect. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rhonda. Just, you know, just moms everywhere. Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I get to say your name's not Rhonda. I'm only listening. I'll say that to my own mother. I don't have to listen right. to you. Your name's not Rhonda. <laughs> you're not Jasmine's mom. I don't have to listen to you. Oh, my God. Okay. I did not love mel at the nomination and i get it like she knows she's gonna go in it's obviously that nehemiah and melinda are gonna go in she's trying to capitalize on the outburst that just occurred so Mm -hmm. i get it but i didn't like how she's like i'm a positive source of energy and i don't yell at anyone about privilege it's like it's not like that cute of a look for you melinda yeah, she again. She similar to Yana. She had me in the first half with you know I bring the positivity. <laughs> I don't bring the drama. But yeah, when she brought it to like I don't bring the privilege. Like I like I don't call people out on privilege. Then it's like oh, I don't know, Melinda. Maybe maybe just don't say that. Just keep the like the like I'm positive. I'm not gonna eat people's food. I'm not. I'm just gonna be a good source of light. Like that's that's a very classic speech. So I'll, you know, vote out the drama. I'm calm and like that's totally fine. Yeah, the the second half was you know take or leave it. I, I and I, I just I think I can't put my finger on it, but let's try just live on air here. Well, not live, but with Ayana, mm-hmm. it's like 
There, I feel like there are so many people nowadays on reality television, and certainly in the old days too, but just nowadays, who like harp and harp and harp on something. Whereas like Ayana has an incredible ability to go tip top toes with someone and like come out with like such passion about something and then laugh about it five minutes later and laugh at herself. And like, I believe mm-hmm. it's, it's such a unique quality. It's like, I believe she's still mad at the Jody thing or feels that she was right, but that she's going to be like, I made an agreement with tech to keep my mouth shut and like laughs. Mm-hmm. Like there are many people who would, who would give that Ayana level reaction with the salad and Jody, but then would not be able to like, I don't know, like do the weird stuff the next day at the nominations, you know, they would come and like still aggregate the fight and aggravate the fight and bring it up and bring it up and bring it up. Mm -hmm. So that just to me is like chef's kiss on Ayana on television. I think I think it just points to her like self-awareness like she knows who she is she knows what how messy she is she knows how difficult she might be to deal with which is why I feel like she wouldn't get mad at text confessionals because she knows what she's doing so she knows even like the the, the speech she gave to Jody was like super weird and over the top so she knows the reactions that those are going to bring so she's not she's self-aware enough to not take those reactions personally because she knows what she did and she was kind of maybe even hoping for those reactions to kind of like spur excitement and drama and stuff so uh, I think she just she knows who she is and she can accept people's reactions to her behaviors well that's such a great word right like self it's so unique and I think you only get this if you have somebody who's like lived a certain amount of years someone who's a certain age like to have a level of self-awareness that does not restrict you from doing the crazy thing also. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a wild combination. It's great for us. It's great for us. Great for us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Melinda's plea does not matter. Uh, what do you think of that Brad is the one of the four of them who gets to cast the uh, throwaway vote for Ayana and Tech? Yeah, um, I, so he he says it's you know out of loyalty to to, to Nehemiah. He's showing his loyalty here. Um, I feel like the real true loyalty would be like if he went to bat for Nehemiah and not just you know didn't vote for him. Like if he actually pushed for Ayana and Tech, I don't think he did that. So it's not really. I would not say that was like deep loyalty, but you know service level loyalty. He gets the throwaway vote. Yeah, and I think it's what Nehemiah would maybe give back. So it's sort of like going to be mm-hmm. Nehemiah wouldn't get upset about it or doesn't have a right to. It's also a little bit undone or undermined when Janelle is like, "I'm not in an individual, so I have to re- re- uh, respect my alliance." And it's like, okay, well, clearly, Brad, you're in that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like there's no point in the burn vote, but okay, symbolically, that's fine. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. That was about being my moment. <laughs> I love that. Ramayana. <laughs> I love her so much. She's batshit. I love her. Yeah, no, it's it was an unbelievable speech. The way she was describing the sound, the fact that she said she ate it with her bare hands, didn't even use a fork. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if if she pre-wrote that or did it off the cuff. I don't know what's even crazier, honestly. So they're both like just lunacy, but they were fant- It was fantastic, a fantastic scene. Um. All right, let's get to the elimination. Elimination. Uh, like clockwork. Uh, one partner is in a glass. Uh rectangle or a long square with sand pouring down on top of puzzle piece or a puzzle key that the yell to their partner what the combinations are to try to solve the, the you know the wheel puzzle type thing you turn the handle I don't know what those are called but that thing um, first of all I have to say that Melanie and I are so cute in their walkout as TJ says they smoked you guys on the walk in um it made me go back and watch an episode of Real World Austin. I just thought they were so cute. But unfortunately, I picked an episode where Nehemiah was the thumbnail. And sadly, it was solely about Danny and Melinda. Like the enti- nothing else happened mm. besides Danny and Melinda fighting. And I didn't get to see any of Nehemiah nice. and Melinda together. Womp womp. How was Wes and Johanna at that point? Were they together? Or what was their status? Uh, they were still pulling numbers out of the groupie drawer. And Wes looks like an absolutely tiny child. It is crazy. And so I don't, but he did check her out. He was like, Ooh, you look good. So I I don't, I Mm -hmm. think it was uh, before then. Got it. Anyway, what'd you think of the elimination? Mm -hmm. Definitely not physical. As Darrell says that LT would say, (laughs) he did not get to put his hands on anyone. No, not physical. Um, Interesting twist with like the sand pouring down. Um, I thought there was going to be more of like a twist about them being in the glass case i thought for some reason like they weren't gonna be able to like hear each other i thought they would have to do other motions to like describe the puzzle pieces that was how my brain thought this was gonna go but obviously that didn't play out the sand was interesting that it was covering the pieces but um i didn't like that it was almost just like if you can kind of guess which combination was right i wish it was just one long puzzle like the the answer key was correct and you just had to describe it i I, I feel like that would have been fair to some degree but it just i mean it didn't seem like uh jasmine and latarian were getting anywhere so Nehemiah and Melinda killed it. So I thought, I agree. I think they're, I liked it in theory. I think there could have been improvements. I agree. I thought they weren't going to be able, it seemed sort of weird that they were able to just go up and be like, is this the piece? Like, I thought maybe the front right. should have been blocked so like they could only hear um, and not just like show the piece. Like mm-hmm. Nehemiah is like doing too much work when he's like, it's like triangles, like pizza blue. And then she's like this one. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Like, I don't need to just <laughs> yeah. show me all the blue pieces and I'll easily tell you which one it is. Um, yep. I also thought and this became impossible as the sand bared down on them. So I kind of understand. But I thought the person in the box was going to be able to sort of reason it. Like, you know how you look at gear, like you'll see like four different options in certain puzzles Mm -hmm. and it'll be like, which one of these, if you cranked it, would work and that they'd be able to like do more than just trial and error because it ended up being just trial and error. There was nothing more to do otherwise. Um, But I do think that Jasmine was Letarian's best option as a partner for this. I don't think that would have been true if it was physical. Imagine Melinda, who's twice the size of Jasmine, but uh, head to head. But Jasmine was so good at keeping Letarian calm 
and going up and mm-hmm. reasoning them through it and be like, we need to move on. So like we said, we would let, we would say, okay, let Jasmine lost us for Letarian. I don't think that's the case. I think Jasmine no. was Letarian's best possible outcome here. Yeah, I thought they I don't think they they both added a lot, but I thought Letarian definitely didn't bring much to the table. I thought he was definitely the weaker of the the partnership. Jasmine had a very funny confessional about how, you know, she's like a, a mom of young kids, so she knows how to like calm people down when they're throwing temper tantrums and reasoning with like a child uh to try to get a point across the with how Letarian was. So I thought that was very funny. And Jasmine was fine, but yeah, Letarian didn't really help the cause much. Um maybe like they almost should have swapped pieces. I feel like Jasmine almost might have been the better communicator giving the the cues rather than the Tarians. So I feel like that's probably where they screwed up the most. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think Jasmine would have been better in the box um, and Latarian would have been better listening in. But say la vie, uh, Mel and Nehemiah win the last life shield. They're going straight to the final. Um, we have a question from Mike Christensen. Should the life shield have not been able to protect a team from going in if they lost the daily? I mean, that was based on last week. But just what do you think about having a life shield and knowing that you're guaranteed the final here? I like it. I, yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of shitty at this point. You know, it's protected you all the way through with a certain rule. I think it would be, I mean, it wouldn't be that surprising for the challenge to do it, but I feel like the fact that the precedent has been set all the way through, uh, it, it, it's deserved. And they've done this in the past where if, you know, if you win the elimination right before a final or right before purrs, like you get to skip the, the last one. So I, I'm totally fine with them, you know, winning this one and punching this, spot, especially because, well, th- I think they said it before the elimination, right? Yeah. So they, they've set it up that, uh, this was it, or maybe they should have said it even before the voting. They really wanted to do that, but they set it up fine. So I was okay with it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, is there a world where somebody would want to go in an elimination against LT and Jasmine rather than risk it next week, knowing that whoever is going to be in is going to be safe? It's possible. Again, I just want maximum information about game structure. I would have liked to see that conversation mm-hmm. happen. Um, and I, I'm fine with the life shield because, again, like, it, it means we know that the finals next week and we're going to hopefully see something interesting happen. Um, so I am fine with it also. Although it could be something think, like, sorry, go ahead. No, I think we might be about the same thing. Do you think it's possible that it's not even going to be like a straightforward, like it's just going to be like a purge type thing next week where it's just whoever finishes last is out or do you think we're going to get a full straightforward winner, losers in, vote, elimination? I just think the numbers are are perfect such that one could lose, one could win and be in power. Well, I guess the person in power is going to be... This is actually interesting. Let me think this out. How many... It's only... It's five teams left. Yeah, five teams. So you're going to have a winner that's going to nominate two teams, a loser that's going straight in, and then the one team that's not selected will be the person, will be the team voting. And so Mel and Nehemiah, if they don't win, are going to be casting the deciding vote. So the person in power is just winning the challenge for safety. But if Mel and Nehemiah win, then there will be a vote. Um, I, I so think Ayana the, and Tech okay. are in a pretty good spot here, then, right? Like, I feel like Ayana and Tech, unless they lose, should also be in the final because there's like, how 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 are how are Ayana and Tech? Well, what if Melanie and Maya lose the challenge? I don't think they so, will. But. So if they lose, I, I think it will be whoever finishes second to last. That's what happened the last time. I, yeah, yeah, that is. It was, it was, so. yeah. it was one flag, and yeah, okay. So regardless, Mel, if Melon, you're right. I think you're right. If Melon Nehemiah win, Tech and Ayana are going to cast the deciding vote. They're not going to go up. Right. 
And if Mel and Nehemiah, if Nehemiah and Mel lose, they're going to be casting who the vote of who goes in. So all I Hana and Tech have to do is not lose Just the challenge. Lose. But that's going to be a tall order for them. Unless I mean I know they so. Yeah, because they cause, yeah, I was gonna say they could just nominate Melinda and uh, yeah, but then they they would just use the light shield and then they would right. be safe. So then and they they wouldn't vote for Ayana. Yeah, so Ayana and Texas don't lose and you're in the final. So half so very good <laughs> chance you got half the uh, the the king's army or whatever the heck they're called in in the final. It's the palace. Thank you. The palace. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, but again, they're the favorites to lose here, especially with Jasmine and LT home. Right. Uh, so it'll be interesting. So to answer your question that started us here is like, do we think it's going to be purged or whatever? I think the numbers are so perfect that it would still work out that it should. I hope it would be a standard um, challenge mm-hmm. elimination. Yeah, I hope so, too. Because, yeah, there is some interesting ways for it to play out with with just one team casting a vote. So um, hopefully that plays out. So Becca said, do you think the final is going to be partners as well? TJ said oh. they would be together for the rest of the game. I was expecting a split. After Kahuta leaving, it's looking like they're really stuck together. And if the team stay, which do you think has the best chance to win? So let's look at the current part. I think we agree that it's going to be a partner elimination. I mean, uh, final. I, I mean, I really hope so. I can't say for certain because the challenge is the challenge. And you just <laughs> like you just never know. Um, but I really, really hope they just keep a partnered final. And I think really they probably so. did not like the outcome of last year's where yes is the sole winner. Spoiler alert. Right. Well, I mean, they, they knew there was going to be a sole winner. Like, that wasn't a question. What are you talking about? Well, like. No, I'm if, saying I feel if, like after that plays out, you're like, maybe it should have been partners. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even like, I mean, last season, it was totally fine that it was like an individual winner, but there just should have been an, an individual man winner and an individual female winner just because it was like we weren't paired up all the way through like it was mixing and matching so that was totally fine it just it just shouldn't have been one it should have been a male winner and a female one right but i think you rectify you can rectify that by having it be like it's more of a reason to have pairs and not one solo um right could it split anything's possible we're gonna operate like we think it's partners because that's what has been basically told to us of course we've been fooled before Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so John, John A and MJ, Darrell and Janelle, Nehemiah and Mel, Brad and Jody, Tech and Ayana. Who's your favorite to win here? I mean, I think you have to. Uh, this week's performance really would have to dictate it. I would have to go with MJ and John A. I, I, I mean, I feel like Brad. If Brad and Jody, if this was more of a fluke, I would give it to them. But I would, I mean, I would put Darrell and Janelle like right behind them, third. Um, but I would say MJ and John A would be my pick. So I do think the edit wants us to root for MJ and John A, and it's working. But I also think that Nehemiah and Mel have an incredible story, an incredible friendship. Save mm-hmm. the, the palace has been pretty much the focal point of the entire season. So Nehemiah and Mel, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nehemiah and Mel are gonna win this. Uh, I think Brad and Jody are second because I do think that. The, they're downplaying Jody um, too much. Like again, I, mm-hmm. I do think this was a fluke their performance here. And again, still to not lose when you're misunderstanding the entire puzzle from the beginning is pretty impressive. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. say MJ John A third. But I really think it's anybody's game between the three of them. I do think for edit reasons and for inj- possible injury reasons, Darrell and Janelle are almost certainly out of it for me. Even if they yeah. make it to the final. But uh, yeah. I put them at fourth over Tech and Ayana. 
For sure. I think if you if this was like a total clean slate, nothing with the preview or nothing with an edit, I feel like I would almost pick Darrell and Janelle as the favorite. But just because of how invisible Janelle has been, like even like Darrell has been kind of popping in here or there, but he hasn't been that uh, much of a storyline. But for them to win would feel like it would come super out of nowhere. I know that sometimes happens on the challenge, but not like I feel like this would be way out of there that it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But to me, I think it's I, I, I would put it either. And I think the, the John A. MJ decision is going to play out in the final. Either they're going to win and Jenny's right that she could beat Jody or they're going to lose to Jody and Brad and it's they should have voted them in to take the shot. We will see what happens. Um, or maybe one of them is going to leave next week. Not everyone's making the final. And based on yeah. our quick math, uh, Tech and Ayana maybe not leaving next week. Uh, let me be unprofessional and quickly go grab my notebook, which has my uh, most who I want to see back list in it. I will be back in two seconds. I'll I'll read my favorite challenge stat of the week. Um, I'll give it. I'll give a quick quiz. The benefits to listeners. of a small apartment. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give a quiz. Challenge my my favorite challenge stat of the week. Um, oh, do that. He put out. Actually, well, he. I think he technically retweeted it from someone else. Do we account. know it's a um, it's a he, he him. Well, I don't know the person. I'm almost positive he him is challenge stats, but the person who t- he retweeted. Oh, got it. Someone else's account. So I don't know who this person is, but they put out the ten people have the most confessionals of all time ah yes i saw this oh so you so you know the list well i let's discuss though the biggest surprise on the list yeah so the quick rundown of the top 10 that they put out were banana this is in order bananas ct but bananas by a country mile it's like not close between bananas and ct bananas had uh, 1270 confessionals ct second 993 cara 887 West is fourth, seven seventy five. Fifth is Nani, six fifty four. Corey, five ninety one. Anissa, seventh, five seventy six. Kyle, five sixty nine. Leroy, five hundred twenty eight. Tori, tenth, four hundred and fifty three. The top ten. I mean, I think it's really impressive. I think the headline from this was Tori, but I still think for Kyle too. Like they, they've been on. God, how many seasons have they been on? I think they said this is Tori's second season, a uh, seventh sense or second season. <laughs> it's court. It's Tori's seventh season. And so it's pretty impressive that she comes in as, you know, 10th most yeah. confessionals of all time. Yeah, I think it points to two things. I think obviously between Tori and Kyle, I mean, it, it is adding up. They're each on like seven, eight, nine seasons, whatever it is now. Um, and then obviously now they're a you know, large part of the era that are hour and a half long episodes. And they Ooh, have lasted long like each of them have made either finals or gotten close to finals many times so if you're there for you know hour and a half episodes compared to even back in the day when it was like a half hour episode um you're just gonna have that many more confessionals but it, it, it just also speaks to how long even like i feel like tori's been in this world so much longer than kyle but i think they kind of started around the same time it's just i don't know it just feels different but kyle's you know a huge huge character now so eighth all time I think people also said that Tori had two early exits in two of her seasons, too. So it's like particularly surprising. But I think that Kyle and we've talked about this. Kyle is one of the best confessional givers in the show's history. Absolutely. Um, He's incredible. So uh, and I think he really cares about that. Like we uh, the challenge. uh, Sorry. Rahap Grams put a post up of us talking about how he gives Jim Carrey energy. looks like Jim Carrey. And he like retweeted it and was like, mm-hmm. he's an inspiration. Like he really like thinks about his confessionals yeah. and cares. So good for him. 
he's in a, he's an entertainer. He like he's obviously a competitor, like he wants to win, but he's also an entertainer. He knows it's a TV show. He knows how to handle that part of it too, which is not not everyone can do. Look at Casey. So okay, tragically, I cannot find my list. But uh, I'm go- keep going through these things. But let's just we'll do it live. You give me your list first. Do it live. Do it, well, I don't want to be associated with that. But sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So my list for what? Who we want to see come back? Yeah. So we've got to put in um, Jasmine and LT here. Okay. Well, I, I I I'm not a professional, so I don't say my list week to week. So I'm just gonna have to do this. Uh, off We're both off. doing it live. Twice. Um, give me a sec. Let me just. All right. Sure let's. You know what? Let's come. We've list. already gone over an hour. We'll come back next week. We'll put in. Yeah. Uh, the eliminated contestants from next Perfect. week, and we'll put in. Um, Perfect. Jasmine and LT, but just general they're super, feeling. They're, they're not super high. They're like middle of the pack. Um, if they came back fine, if they didn't, uh, I'm okay with that. I, I yeah, middle of the pack. Not, not. I don't need to. But if they came back, great. I I love Jasmine from an entertainment level. I think LT would be higher for me than Jasmine just because I think LT has more to give. I feel like he's a force to be reckoned with in the eliminations. I think he did get a little swap screwed here. And we got to see more of the fun side with him with the Palace Alliance. So he's higher for me than Jasmine, but probably not going to break the top three on the men's side. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. That's very fair. That's it, right? That's no all I got. Games. All right. You can subscribe at Rob's website dot com slash challenge iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, Cohen with a C, Brian with an I underscore. They can follow and uh, keep up with you. You can follow me at Lash Tweets and you can check out New Girl Old Guy to hear about my apartment, I guess. And not really. We don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, we, t- we, we mostly talk about New Girl, but not this week. Uh, but you can check it out at anchor.fm slash New Girl Old Guy. And we will be back next week for episode nine. Until then, have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.